A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Right, well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. Welcome to another episode of this humble little podcast called Connect Those Dots, and I am your humble host, Joe. I just have a lot to get to in this episode, a lot. A lot of things. When I was uh, prepping for the show for this week to decide what topic or topics I want to cover, it, it was just too much. It was just too much. It's like, what? do I pick? There's there, there's no way I can just do one topic for all of the things that's going on. It's I'm not going to be able to cover everything in a very inclusive manner if I just cover one topic. And on Connect Those Dots, we realize that all these topics are not separate anyways they all are interconnected interwoven together all different branches on the same evil tree all different tentacles on the same evil octopus so this episode is going to be a bit of like a two-parter we'll call it because when they're out there openly advocating and defending pedophilia when they're out there openly advertising synthetic birthing laboratories where they have thousands of synthetic wombs and they tell you how great it is to create synthetic human beings like Westworld and they sit there and tell you to keep taking these shots even though it is going global the fact that these shots are killing people hurting people at the very least when they're out there blatantly saying that humans are obsolete and the post-human age is upon us? How can I pick just one topic? Well, in essence, it is all one topic. It is all the same through line, and it's about subverting, controlling, confusing, hypnotizing, and ultimately getting rid of the public at large, the normal everyday average people. Like me, like you, like the person sitting there watching CNN all day, like the person sitting there watching The View all day, like the person scrolling through their TikTok at endless hours of the day, like the quadruple nose-piercing, purple-haired, green-fingernailed soy boy that works at Starbucks. Yeah, we're all included in this. We all have targets lasered in right at us right now. And it's all being conducted by the same people that say the same things about all of the same topics. So uh, we're going to spin the wheel here. We're going to do a clean sweep. I'm going to play you a lot of clips. And we're going to connect everything all at the end. So let's start first with um, open defense of pedophilia, shall we? Here we go again. So it started out with... Drag queen story time, right? A guy would come in dressed up like a princess, guy with a full beard and a full beard gut, would come into a kindergarten classroom dressed up like some kind of Disney princess with the wig and the makeup and the eyelashes and the fingernails. And he'd come in there and read a story to the children. Really, that's all that it was, right? That's all that it was. Which to me, yeah, 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 like honestly, I think that that right there is super creepy on itself. I mean, I don't understand why we're allowing that to begin with, right? But this goes on 
under the radar, nobody talks about it, it's not shared on the news, nobody talks about it in their day-to-day, and it happens at, you know, select little areas. So it flies under the radar. But as it's flying under the radar, it's gaining strength, gaining momentum. Because it's flying under the radar, people are unknowingly accepting it. And through this unknowing acceptance, it's upping the ante. It's seeing what else it can get away with. It's seeing how it can escalate and move forward from what it, from what it started out as. So this drag queen story time is going on for how many years? I don't know how many years it's been going on. But now here we are. It's gotten to this point now. Where it's not just drag queen story time. People take their children to literal gay bars. Bars that are... They identify themselves as gay bars. And they hold events there where dudes dress up in a, as, as, I guess, as they perceive women to dress up as. It's a bunch of drag queens dancing sexually and people bring their children to it. So, drag queen story time is now drag queen stripper sexy time. And they advocate for it. And they demonize you and go after you and call you names if you have anything against it, if you oppose it in any way, if you're not completely 100% on board with their, with all of their activity, if you have one criticism, like, you, you could be, like, a little liberal and be like, yeah, you know, it's okay, but, you know, you don't have to twerk on the kid's head, right? We, we can do it without the twerking on the kid's head. Then all of a sudden, you're a bigot. You're not down with them. You're not completely in the cult. And that's why it's a cult, right? It's a religion. And I'm going to show you one of these high priests of this cult now at Congress in front of the podiums and the whole deal telling you that it's unacceptable to blaspheme, to commit sacrilege against their new religion, against their cult. This is Olivia Hunt. Olivia Hunt, and Olivia Hunt was born with a penis, was born as a man, but Olivia Hunt, who looks like he can play for the defensive line on the Giants, sits up there with a wig and lipstick and eyelashes and in a dress. So here's Olivia Hunt hunting down after you receptive to that message take it to heart and it reinforces their prejudices in their minds trans people either become victims to be saved from ourselves or villains to be punished one example of this in action is the misuse of the term groomer anti-lgbtq activists have appropriated this terminology used by survivors of childhood sexual abuse and used it to slander lgbtq people and our allies as predatory harmful toward children so it's like this reverse demonization they can call you anything they want You know, they can call you a racist, a white supremacist, a science denier, uh, a threat to democracy, an anti-Semite, an evil person, a terrorist, a Trump supporter, a MAGA Republican, pandemic of the unvaccinated. They can call you every word in the book. But once once a word pops up, right, and we're going to talk about how this word popped up, once a word pops up that can be used to accurately describe them, the fact that it's so truthful, that's what damages them. And um, Olivia Hunt, is it? Olivia Hunt? Um, y'all called y'all selves that, all right? You guys were the ones that sing, We convert your children. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You're the ones that are in the interview saying that we are grooming the next generation. And for the children and the people that support it are going to realize that this is going to be the grooming of the next generation. That's the whole goal is to make kids that aren't used to seeing something like me more comfortable to seeing it. You could be a drag queen superhero. And shake your butt. Shake them, shake them, shake them, shake them, shake them. So you guys gave yourselves that title. Pow. But let's go on to hear her, Olivia, maybe his name was Oliver, before started calling himself Olivia. Let's hear him continue to falsely demonize a person 
like you, like myself, that isn't comfortable with overt sexual activity smeared in the face of small children. In reality, trans people are significantly more likely to be the victims of sexual abuse than perpetrators of it. Well, why do you even think that? I mean, j just look at the lifestyle you live. Everything's about sex. Everything's about perversion. Everything's about degeneracy. Everything's about you, 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 and your selfish, carnal, animalistic, primal desires that anybody that gets in your way is a threat to democracy. It's my democracy to be a degenerate. It's my democracy to sexualize children. You're a threat to my democracy. No, we just want to maybe suggest some other life choices, maybe. Maybe that's, that's just it. Maybe switch it up a little bit. <laughs> you know, if that's such a threat to your democracy. Because evidently, statistically... And anecdotally, from people who are trans, and they live this life of a trans for quite a long time, more often than not, when they're in front of a camera, and they're talking about their experience as a trans, it's not a positive one. For the first time in history, a marginalized group has a huge dollar sign on the top of their head. We have five children's hospitals in the United States promoting that. What? That's a phalloplasty. That's a bottom surgery. We have five children's hospitals in the United States telling girls that they can be boys at $70,000 a pop in a surgery that has a 67% complication rate that will kill me from infection that I can't sue on we're butchering a generation of children because nobody's willing to talk about anything I have three kids at the age that they're doing this to kids I'm not transphobic I love my kids and I love other people's kids and you should too this is wrong on so many levels. It's gruesome stuff. But here's um, uh, Olivia Hunt. She's going to uh, continue to demonize you for not fully uh, succumbing to her cult mentality. And now this misused terminology has become part of the political discourse around trans people and is invoked as a reason to further restrict our rights in the name of protecting children. So, so, f so further restrict your rights in the name of protecting children. So restricting and silently and sneakily and secretly giving children hormone blockers and telling children that they're uh, the opposite gender and calling them gender-affirming care, restricting that type of behavior is, is harmful to children. So it's all inverted. It's all backwards. That's why even they call it gender-affirming care when it's the complete opposite Gender-rejecting care, gender-reversing care, gender-reversing hatred. If this is a hateful, hateful, evil, evil... I'm trying to go at this right now very softly. I'm trying not to blow up and call it out for what it is. But truly, this is an evil, evil, evil agenda where they want to chop children up, mutilate them, take their genitals, take their reproductive capabilities, in essence, killing them so they can't reproduce. We all know about depopulation if you listen to Connect Those Dots. And they call it gender-affirming care. And they say, you're restricting trans kids from getting the care that they need. You're gonna, they're going to commit suicide or they're going to unalive themselves. Meanwhile, I show you that they totally push and advertised for a government-assisted suicide now, so they don't care about if you want to kill yourself. It, they always, it's so funny, they're like, it's your right to kill yourself. You're going to cause people to kill themselves. They never have any leg to stand on, but you're so afraid of them killing themselves by taking their gender away, reversing their gender, chopping them up, putting them on pills. You've already killed them. They're already dead.
That's depopulation. Cutting off the potential. That's eugenics. Well, let me get refocused back here. Let me, let, me, let me show you more of the defense of pedophilia here. This is uh, Representative Katie Porter. And uh, I don't know for sure, but Katie Porter might be a trans man too. I mean, who am I to assume her gender? Who am I to assume his or her gender? How am I supposed to know if they're a man or a woman? I don't want to be offensive here. I'm not going to assume their gender. Maybe they're non-binary. But this is Katie Porter... I don't know if it's a man or a woman. It's 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 in a dress kind of outfit, or th- or they rather, not it. See, I'm trying to be inclusive here, but here's Katie Porter saying that you shouldn't call pedophiles pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, here we go. This allegation of groomer and pedophile. It is alleging that a person is criminal somehow and engaged in criminal acts merely because of of their identity. No. It's criminal because they want to have sex with little children. It's criminal because it's criminal. Because it's rape. Because it's evil. All these people that talk about hashtag me too, me too, me too. It's the most hilarious thing that they're now sitting here advocating for child rape. That's what this is. They dress it up. Oh, they can't help who they love. They can't help who they love. You're advocating for child rape. Katie Porter, they, them, non-binary, man, woman, she, her, him, his, zim, zer, zay, zem. They're advocating for child rape. Um, their sexual orientation, their gender identity. Um, so... What sexual orientation? What gender identity? Being attracted to children? I mean, I, I hate even talking about this. I do. But I need to show you what, what, they're, what, what they get off on, these people. See, you hear the sirens? You hear the sirens? They're coming for them. <laughs> but seriously, seriously. You need to understand they they put these books in the schools for a reason. They do the drag queen story time through the schools for a reason. We're going to talk about the schools later too. How they penetrate everything through the schools. If you were at the ice skating rink with your kid, you're hanging out, skating on the ice, and then all of a sudden some guy rolls up on your kid and he's like, hey little boy. Do you want to talk about your gender? Do you want to talk about maybe you're not a you're not really a boy at all? Maybe you're not maybe you're actually a girl or maybe you're a unicorn. Would you want to be a unicorn, little Tommy? You'd call the police. The police would roll up quick, fast, and in a hurry, drag him out, and he'd be thrown in prison as a convicted pedophile. But the fact that they do it. Now, through these institutions, through the Congress, through the Zooms, through the demonizing people as Gruber is opening them up to violence and putting the books in the kids' elementary schools and the drag queen story stripper dance showtime. It's how they sneak it in, but it's really not sneaking in. It's right in front of your face. And if you, as a parent, have any opposition, have any critical input at all, you're attacked. You're called names. You're called uninclusive. I mean, it's just unbelievably demonic. And here, I got one more of these pedophile advocates at Congress, at hearings, live on TV, on C-SPAN. This was televised. Got another one. Her name's Jesse Pocock. And I don't know if Jesse Pocock is a, a he, a him, a zim, a zer, a she, a her, a they, a them, a non-binary, a two-spirit. But she's certainly a pedophile advocate. And she thinks that you as a parent have no say. Let her tell you herself or himself or, or their self. In terms of parents' rights to know at schools, I mean, here in Colorado, parents don't have the right. If a young person is 
questioning their gender or their sexuality. There are laws in place that say that they have the right to process that with their trusted counselor and so forth. uh, You do a significant amount of your work with kids even starting at age 13. Yeah. Uh, what, What would be the age of consent then in your in your mind? Uh, in our community, the age of consent to mental health therapy is 12 years old. So we have laws that enable young people to connect with trusted adults who can support them. That is just so important. It prevents suicide. And so we serve young people at 13 because we know they come to us. So everything she just said is just so mind-blowing. We're going to unpack it all. Parents don't have the right to know. If your kid is getting counseled for their sex gender identity. So you see how the progression works. They sexualize in the elementary schools with the books, with the drag queen time, with all the TV shows, all the young kids TV shows. Everything's gay now in young children's TV shows. And it's even seeping its way into the cartoons and into the children's Pixar Disney movies. And they're all bombing. Nobody watches them anymore. That's why kids all just watch, you know, YouTube videos. When I see children, they all just watch YouTube videos because nobody wants to be a part of this pedophile cult because it's weird and it's creepy. And nobody wants their kids to be sexualized. So they steer their kids away from that type of content. But you see the push to put it in the schools. Everything's going through the schools. Through the elementary school, you get those questions you get those you get that propaganda slowly saturating your young mind then by middle school age she said by 12 it's middle school by then you've now been groomed and what is what does groom actually really even mean when we when we break it down if you're an electrician's apprentice and you walk around with an experienced electrician and he teaches you all his work and, you know, how to lay wire and so on and so forth. I'm not an electrician, so I wouldn't know what's going on. But if you're an electrician's apprentice and they're showing you how to be a great electrician, you're being groomed to be an electrician. In, in, the, in the mafia movies, in The Godfather, Michael Corleone was groomed to be the next Don of the family. Batman and Robin. Robin was groomed to be the... Next protector of Gotham after Batman couldn't do it anymore, right? So with all of the propaganda that they get through the elementary schools, they've now been groomed by the time they get to middle school to get their gender psychology, sociology or gender counselor, whatever she referred to it as, another fake thing, another fake job, all these fake jobs. They shut down your business because of a fake pandemic, but they create all of these other, these new fake jobs out of nowhere, out of thin air, gender counselor, just a a pervert that wants to distort the mind of a young child and make them think that they're a different gender and give them drugs, hormone blockers, something, oh my God, it's just, it's something that just gives you the heebie-jeebies, right? It's like when Harari says surveillance under the skin. Surveillance under the skin. When you hear the word hormone blocker, you're just like, oh my God, that just doesn't sound right. That just sounds completely backwards and distorted and demonic and evil. And who would want that? Please God, why is this happening? But as this Jesse Pocock... Yeah, Jesse Pocock is saying parents don't have the right. She's just said it flat out. Parents don't have the right to know if their child is getting gender counseling or not. Because they're with trusted adults that support them. Trusted by who? Trusted by who? What do you mean trusted adults? If the parent doesn't know what's going on, who, who are they trusted by? The only trust that matters in this situation is the parent's trust. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And then she finishes her little inverted, distorted, demonic, I guess we'll call it a diatribe. She finishes it with, we're preventing children from committing suicide. (laughs) Isn't that the most distorted and inverted statement of it all? 
We're preventing the children from committing suicide. After we distort their mind, after we take their brain and put it in a blender of gender, a gender blender, coin that term, gender blender, after we take your kid and put them through the gender blender and totally take their mind and take their potential away from them and then castrate them and bodily mutilate them and make hundreds of thousands of dollars off of them cumulatively, okay? After we rob them, distort their mind, hypnotize them, gender bodily mutilate them and take their potential to reproduce, we've prevented their suicide. Bruh. And then... More often than not, after living as a transgender person, after having your gender-affirming care, you're more depressed and potentially suicidal than you've ever been. And it's all because these freaks depopulated you. They want more souls. I want less on the planet. <laughs> whether they know it or not, whether Katie Porter or Olivia Hunt or Jesse Pocock, know it or not, they're a part of a eugenics program to steal the reproductive potential of people. It's all it is. It's all it is. That's all, folks. And they got your boy, your boy Joe, your boy Sleepy Joe, your boy China Joe. Your boy Ice Cream Joe, your boy Hunter's Laptop Joe, your boy Ashley Biden's Diary Joe. You can't find him, you can't see him anywhere. I honestly forgot the guy existed for like a week. You haven't seen him anywhere. I guess they put him in like a cryogenic chamber. I guess they gave him like intravenous blood of the young or something to, to, to try and reanimate this dusty corpse that is Joe Biden, President Biden. They roll his ass out there in front of a microphone, in front of a teleprompter. And uh, he's in full favor of pedophilia too, President Biden. Oh yes, you're so inclusive. Excuse me, because they support LGBTQ ch children and families, we have to speak out. children. There's no such thing as a trans kid. There's no such thing as LGBTQ children. It's just kids that you sexualized and that you pull all these ideas of gender and, uh, and sex in their mind. There's no such thing as trans kids. Okay, let's go on. We must stop the hate and violence like we just saw in Colorado Springs, where a place of acceptance and celebration was targeted for violence and terror. Okay, that was a gay bar, and it was more than just a gay bar. They had some weird... Drag queen kid stuff going on there too. And uh, it was shot up by a gay guy. So it's funny. When I first heard the story of that shooting, I knew immediately. Like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> it was probably a gay guy. They jumped to conclusions. I'm like, this is hate. This is homophobia. This is because of Trump. This is because of the right wing. This is because of the unvaccinated. Ah! And I heard the story immediately. I'm like, it's going to come out that it was a gay dude that shot up the club. Uh, and it was. So uh, Joe Biden, again, propagating a lie that it was uh, because of, I guess, homophobia that the gay bar got shot up. No talk of the blatant heterophobia. No talk of the blatant Christophobia that goes on. Just assuming people are right-wing terrorists that are killing you and they're around every corner and they're going to come and get you. An insurrection is coming for you. Let's go on with Joe Biden's uh, another hateful, hateful speech where he says he's about love, but he spews nothing but hatred and division. We need to challenge the hundreds of callous, cynical laws introduced in the states targeting transgender children. Again, there's no such thing as transgender children. The laws that restrict it are protecting children from being maimed and chemically altered for the rest of their life. I mean, this is a, I can't believe we're up against this. I can't believe we're up against such blatant evil. And everybody's just so brainwashed. Like, yeah, transgender kids, yeah. They have the rights to be transgender, these kids, yeah. <sighs> Do I get my fifth booster? Where do I, where, where's my mask? Has anybody seen my mask? 
Oh, that's Mr. Fauci on the TV. Oh, he's so nice. Uh, what did the president say today? Oh, trans transgender children. Oh. It's so wrong what they do to these poor transgender kids and these LGBTQ kids. Those right-wingers, why won't they just leave us alone? Terrifying families and criminalizing doctors who give children the care they need. Criminalizing doctors for giving children the care they need. See, I, I can't, like, my mind goes into such weird places. I think about, like, the abortion doctor and how these abortion doctors are out there chopping babies up in the womb, multi committing multiple abortions in a day, on a daily basis, getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to brutally, you know, commit murder and child sacrifice on a daily, okay? And then they got these other doctors and these behavioral psychologists and they sit there and they coerce little children. They talk to children about gender, they all these things. And they coerce the children and they call it care, just like they call an abortion reproductive health care, just like they call this transgender surgery gender affirming care and care. It's health care. It's just like what Bill Gates said when he gave his, uh, if we do a good job with vaccines, we could get the population down to zero. He was like, if we do a really good job with reproductive health services too, that can really contribute. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. His daddy was one of the founders of Planned Parenthood with Margaret Sanger, the eugenicist, and he even called it reproductive care health services. <laughs> oh, it just goes on and on and on, the inversion, but do you, like, is it... Is it more apparent than ever now? I hope so. Because uh, if it's not, uh, it certainly will be after I play you these next set of clips and show you what goes on in private schools. The undercover journalists, Project Veritas, they got undercover. They did their thing. They always catch these people in the act. They get it from the horse's mouth themselves. What you're going to hear now is going to disgust you. And I'm um, giving you fair warning before I play you these. This is what Joseph Bruno, Dean of Students at Francis W. Parker School in Chicago, private school. Okay, this is what's going on in a private school. And this is what the Dean is uh, discussing and, uh, and teaching the kids. Because as I said before, when it's done in an academic industrial institutional setting it's not pedophilia it's good it's knowledge it's gender learning it's lgbtq learning yeah lgbtq so here we go this is joe bruno the dean of francis w parker school in chicago i had like our lgbtq plus health center come in they were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students talking about queer sex using blue versus using spit Meet Joe Bruno, Dean of Students at the prestigious Francis W. Parker Private School in Chicago, which happens to charge $40,000 per student. $40,000 per student. This is what you pay. As, as, as a parent that has no say, this is what you pay. This is what you cough up to these brainwashing camps that are turning your kids into sexual friggin' deviants and then making more money off you and telling you, oh, your, your kid's a different gender. Oh, my kid's a different gender? Oh, what do I have to do? I want to be inclusive. I want to be gender affirming. Oh, you have to give us thousands of dollars for hormone therapy. Okay, as long as I'm being inclusive for my kid. Oh, you were handing out butt plugs and dildos to my kids in the class? Oh, that's, that's new. <laughs> that's new. It's very different from when I went to school, but uh, yeah what they're doing nowadays i don't want to be uh uninclusive though so uh yeah i'm here i'm all for it they're just like passing around dildos butt plugs the kids are just playing with them they're like how do you how does this work how do we do like 
how does this work? That's a really like cool part of my job. That's the cool part of his job. He said, that's the really cool part of my job. <laughs> the butt plugs and the dildo for the little kid. Parents might be stunned to learn that Bruno's version of love and acceptance means handing out sex toys to underage students. So I've been the dean for four years. During Pride, we do a Pride week every year. And I had, um, I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. This is the LGBTQ plus. They're talking about spit and butt plugs. And we, uh, during Pride, we used the little kids as toilet paper. And they just loved it. And it's really the most fun part of my job. Oh, he's getting off on it. I, I what do you what do you have to say for this? What can you say about this? Everything from the deviance to the the scamming to the the theft of your of your money to the grooming of the children, all of it. I mean, it is this is the self-proclaimed grooming of all your children. They say it's the most fun part of his job. I got them used to butt plugs and spit and lube. It's just disgusting. I think I'm going to be sick. Let's finish up with this clip. I know I, I gave you fair warning, but I don't think I was actually ready for it, to be honest with you. It's just something else. They're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're looking at them. In the school? In, in a classroom. Wow. Yeah. While I'm sitting there. And we had a drag queen come in, wow. um, pass out cookies and brownies and do photos. That's and so amazing. And everybody's cool with that. Like the butt plugs and the dildos. Yeah. Nobody complains. No. Yeah. I mean, if the parents found out, but they... No. It's queer sex. So you see him change his tune. You see his tone of voice change immediately when he's asked any sort of question. He can realize now that he's being pressed. And he's like, parents? What? Why would you ever bring up the parents? Who brings up the parents? Only racists and science deniers and the unvaccinated and insurrectionists bring up the parents. They have no say. It's queer sex, for Christ's sakes. This is the drag queen that came in. What's her name? Uh, Alexis Bevels. Alexis Bevels. I just hung out in my classroom. Was there? Or hung out in my office. You have so much freedom. And so much wiggle room. So much freedom. So much money. I mean, I to do bit. stuff. Trustees are okay with that too? They don't know. They would, it's like, we, I wouldn't even like run it by them. Like, why would I run it by them? They'd be like, oh my God, that's wonderful. Like yeah. How old were the kids at, with the classroom? 14, 18. They're like, how do you, how does this work? How do we do, like, how does this work? Right. Um, All right, it just goes on and on and on and on. It's just, uh, I think you get the picture. And he sits there and laughs. He's like, we have so much money. We have so much freedom. I don't even need to go to my higher-ups or the any of the donors to even ask them about this. I just bring in drag queens and bought plugs. And I call it school. It's called school. Francis W. Private School in Chicago. And I'm the dean. <laughs> I mean, if you can't see how much of a schmuck they think you are, and how much they get off on this. And how much they want to just make children a commodity. It's not just about sexualizing them. It's about dehumanization. That's really the root of this sort of eugenics, animalistic, Darwin-type philosophy here. It's breaking the human down into some sort of animalistic, unholy form. Primal, primordial form. Taking away that divine spark. It's not just about sexualizing. It's about dehumanizing. And they do it to the children. To get the children used to a society that will be more and more depraved. And the human will become more and more of a commodity as they grow up.
It's all just a progression. It's a complete dehumanization and completely making you a commodity and taking all of the divinity out of the human experience. That's where this goes. And that's why it's transgender today and transhuman tomorrow. What do I mean by transhuman? I don't just mean cyborgs and AI and singularity, Blade Runner, you know, neon lights, cyberpunk style. I don't mean just that. I mean the Brave New World aspect of this sort of science fiction. Where they don't even need a man and a woman now. You know how we always say, oh, the purpose of a man and a woman is to procreate? They're trying their best to to play God in defiance of creation, in defiance of God. They, the scientists, the people that sanction this, the transhumanists, the eugenicists, the dystopiasts, they are so close now to taking out the divinity out of the human experience and they're going to tell you how good it is. They're going to show you how good it is. So here it is, right from the mind of Aldous Huxley in Brave New World, where he talked about a future where procreation would not be done by a man and woman, it would only be done in a laboratory on an industrial level, in artificial womb facilities. Here we go, now it is a reality. It's no longer just a fabled dystopian idea. It's real. Introducing Ectolife, the world's first artificial womb facility powered entirely by renewable energy. Ectolife allows infertile couple to conceive a baby and become the true biological parents of their own offspring. So that's how they get you. It's like, oh, if you're infertile and there's going to be a lot more infertility. Oh, I wonder why. It might be because of climate change. Oh, who knows? <laughs> infertility is going to be on the rise. Ooh, uh, I don't know, yo. But, uh... Yeah, if you're infertile, we can use our artificial womb facilities. But the video, if you had the video aspect, it's like a giant beehive of little artificial wombs and little little babies floating in fluid in a little pod. It's like a giant hive like in the Matrix where everybody's floating in their little pod filled with fluid. So first she gets you with the, oh, if you're infertile, we're going to help you. We're going to be here for you. And our facility is completely ran on uh, renewable energies too. So they get you with that hook, but then she takes it a step further and talks about the mass production of essentially artificial synthetic Humanoids. It's a perfect solution for women who had their uterus surgically removed due to cancer or other complications. With Ectolife, premature births and C-sections will be a thing of the past. Ectolife is designed to help countries that are suffering from severe population decline. Each state-of-the-art lab can accommodate up to 400 growth pods or artificial wombs. Every pod is designed to replicate the exact conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. Each group of pods is connected to two central bioreactors. The first bioreactor contains nutrients and oxygen, which are supplied to your baby through an artificial umbilical cord. This bioreactor also contains a liquid solution that serves as the ambiotic fluid that surrounds babies in the mother's uterus. The second bio reactor is designed to eliminate any waste products produced by the babies. Every growth pod features sensors that can monitor your baby's vital signs, including heartbeat, temperature, blood pressure, breathing rate, and oxygen saturation. The artificial intelligence-based system also monitors the physical features of your baby and reports any potential genetic abnormalities. So there you go. The popularization of the commoditization of humans, right? First, it's all about, oh, we're going to help you with your pregnancy. Oh, if you can't give birth anymore, we got you. Oh, you who needs that rough C-section? Let's just take your egg and take the sperm and put it in an artificial womb. Oh, we got these artificial womb factories. We're cranking babies out by the dozen. We got 3D printers just on a conveyor belt, just cranking out these babies. And then, I mean, 
Then they put in the controls. Then they put in the surveillance under the skin. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. They put in the inoculation at birth. They put in the barcode on the back of your neck. Boom, as soon as you're printed right out of the facility. Then they perfect that. They can create the designer baby that we talked about on a, an episode of Connect Those Dots. That was my big transhumanism episode, episode 10. You can listen to them talking about designer babies. You can listen to the whole transhumanism wet dream fantasy on that episode. But yeah, this, this is it. And, you know, they slowly show it to you. They slowly dole it out. And they always sell it to you as a solution for a problem. And she keeps talking about uh, infertility and low population rates. And you always say, Joe, all the globalists are eugenicists and they're all about depopulation. Why would they want more people? It's not just about depopulation. It's about getting rid of the ones that they can't control. If they can print you and crank you out and create you and completely commoditize you, it's really about turning you into a product, turning you into a barcode, getting your surveillance under your skin. We need not just to monitor people. We need to monitor what's happening under their skin. And what's more commoditizing than just cranking you out of a factory? You know, we all know about uh, processed foods. Now we're going to have processed humans. I mean, you know, we, we already have GMO humans. So the next step, obviously, is processed humans. Just like our food is GMO, we are our GMO. You know, let Bill Gates tell you himself. Genetically modified organisms, and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. And of course, that brings me to the another aspect of this transhuman of this the gene editing, as a Klaus Schwab would say. The difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. If you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example, it's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact yeah. on your identity. Yeah. When you began to do that kind of gene editing, some people worry that you are changing what it means to be human. That's the problem, and, yeah. uh, it, uh, of course. So how are they changing you? How are they changing us with the gene editing? Obviously, with this mRNA technology, this so-called COVID shot, the, the V word. Fake vaccines. Okay. And, folks, I hammer the V word, the injection, the inoculation, the syringe, the needle, I hammer it on Connect Those Dots. And people like me who hammer it, people like me that get the word out, people like me that don't mince the words about what this shot truly is, we're being vindicated on a global scale. It's getting out, folks. People are understanding what's going on. It's getting too big to cover up now. But before I play you all those clips... Of all the people around the world, here domestically as well. Let me play you the sniveling freaks that still can't let it go. That still love the shot. That still want you to take that shot. When justice is done and all of these people get what they have coming to them. All these people like Howard Stern, like Jimmy Kimmel, like those harpies on The View like James Corden, like Elmo on Sesame Street. <laughs> I want to see Elmo at a, at a trial. They're all going to get what's coming to them, okay? Because they advertised this shot to you and your children completely illegally. They told you it was this miracle medicine. They told you it was going to save the world. On the news, on the entertainment, all the news anchors on CNN, MSNBC, even on Fox News as well, going to bat for this injection. Trump as well, who has not denounced this injection. They didn't tell you what could happen to you. Any drug commercial that you see on TV, it gives you the list of side effects. It gives you that long list of side effects at the end of the commercial. 
Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, and suicidal thoughts or actions while taking or after stopping Chantix. If you notice agitation, hostility, depression, or changes in behavior, thinking, or mood that are not typical for you, or if you develop suicidal thoughts or actions, stop taking Chantix and call your doctor right away. Talk to your doctor about any history of depression or other mental health problems, which can get worse while taking Chantix. Some people can have allergic or serious skin reactions to Chantix, some of which can be life-threatening. If you notice swelling of face, mouth, throat, or a rash, stop taking Chantix and see your doctor right away. Tell your doctor which medicines you're taking, as they may work differently when you quit smoking. Chantix dosing may be different if you have kidney problems. The most common side effect is nausea. Patients also reported trouble sleeping and vivid, unusual, or strange dreams. Until you know how Chantix may affect you, use caution when driving they or operating didn't do machinery. That. Howard Stern didn't do that. The View doesn't do that. CNN, Rachel Maddow, Don Lemon, they didn't do that. You are legally obligated to tell people the risks so that they can have what is called informed consent. And when you're not informed, you don't have the necessary information to make an informed decision. So you really don't have consent you were just tricked. That's called coercion. That's illegal. That's a Nuremberg Code violation. And if you don't know what the Nuremberg Code is, they established it after World War II to prevent medical experimentation. That's just the gist of what the Nuremberg Code is. And if you violate it, uh, bad things are going to happen to you. I'm talking to you, Elmo. Now Daddy has super-duper bandages just like Elmo. <laughs> You were super duper today, getting your COVID vaccine, Elmo. Yeah, there was a little pinch, but it was okay. Elmo was really glad to have Daddy and Baby David there with him. Baby David, uh, where are you? I had a lot of questions about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Was it safe? Was it the right decision? I talked to our pediatrician so I could make the right choice. <laughs> I learned that Elmo getting vaccinated is the best way to keep himself, our friends, neighbors, and everyone else healthy and enjoying the things they love. Oh, Daddy! Oh, Elmo and baby David have a question. Oh. Can we have a hug? Oh, come here, <laughs> son. Oh, Elmo loves you, Daddy. I love you, too. And especially Stephen Colbert who night after night dances around with cartoon vaccine syringes and tells you how good the vaccine is. It's the cringiest, creepiest, dystopian thing that you'll ever see in your life. And Stephen Colbert can't let it go. So as all these things are coming out, as the word is getting out of, about these vaccines, and I will show you the clips first... I'm going to show you the desperation, the death throes, the last whimpers of this whole vaccine eugenics operation, just like the trans operation. Eugenics. You got it. It's eugenics. Number one answer. The number one answer. Here's Stephen Colbert demonizing anybody that says anything bad about a vaccine because he's completely owned by the Hollywood establishment that is completely owned by the world controllers and the Great Reset agenda. He's probably blackmailed too. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert, and we are just one month, one month? We are one month past the 2022 election, which means we are deep into the 2024 election. We've already got so many fantastic candidates to choose from, from the old guy with the red tie to the old guy with the blue tie. <laughs> but there's one slightly less old guy making a name for himself in the GOP. It's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, seen here with, let's say, his Miami caught in a vice. Boo, Ron DeSantis, boo. He said something bad about the vaccine, boo. You go to Florida... I don't care who you bump into, any native Floridian, they love Ron DeSantis. Everybody loves Ron DeSantis. I suggest you visit Florida just to see how much everybody loves Ron DeSantis and to see how much everybody hates Democrats in Florida. It's pretty universal. But Stephen Colbert, he's going to tell Ron DeSantis is a bad guy. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he said something bad about my vaccines that I push. And I'm completely culpable. And I'm completely liable when the, you know, 
When the crap really hits the fan, I'm going to be completely tethered to this vaccine, so don't say anything bad about it. A new Wall Street Journal poll says that in a hypothetical GOP primary matchup, DeSantis beats the former president 52% to 38%. Yay? <laughs> also, maybe boo? It's hard to know who to root for here. It's like a poll between gonorrhea and a slightly more racist gonorrhea. They just throw this word racist around. I mean, these people are so evil. These people are so evil. And the brainwashed audience sits there and hoots and hollers. And they have no idea that they're under a eugenics attack operation. That's what gets me every time. They sit there in the audience at these shows and they all have to wear masks it's like the Hunger Games where the peons all have to cover their face and the servants all wear masks. And they all have to be juiced up with the mRNA injection to even attend a Stephen Colbert show. And they sit there and hoot and holler and they have no idea what's going on. But here, Stephen Colbert is going to tell you why. Why, why Ron DeSantis is racist because he doesn't want you to take a, an injection. I, I, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. To take full command of the GOP, all DeSantis has to do is reel in the coveted conservative demographic of angry conspiracy QAnon all-meat diet tanner testicle boys. <laughs> and his opening offer to all of them is calling for a grand jury investigation of COVID vaccines. Oh, do you see the groaning of the crowd? Do you see the Stockholm Syndrome? Do you see the hypnosis? Do you see the... Dog training. Oh, he said something bad about the vaccine. Oh, he said something bad about my vaccine. I took four of them. How dare he say anything bad? I'm not going to get hurt. Fauci loves me. Bill Gates loves me. The medical pharmaceutical uh, corporations love me. Albert Borla and Klaus Schwab love me. I don't even know who they are, but they love me. How dare he say anything bad about the vaccine? As soon as Colbert says it, I mean, j j like... Like puppets, like moths to the flame, they all groan in unison. Because it's a cult. You see, if you don't take that sacrament with them, if you're not in the vaccine club, if you didn't take the chance and play Russian roulette with these shots, if you didn't submit, they hate you. They're afraid of you. They think of you differently. Not all people, not all, not all, not all. But a lot of these... People that would just, you know, take any shot that the TV tells them to take. They're in a cult. And if you don't abide by their cult doctrines, they're afraid of you. They hate you. They groan at you if you try to question them. You stupid mother Pfizer. You want an investigation? Let me save you some time and money. In the U.S. alone, the COVID vaccines have saved more than 3 million lives and helped prevent... <laughs> what does that even mean? So a number just drawn out of, thrin, out of thin air. What do you mean it saved 3 million lives? So are the 3 million lives who got saved by them just the ones that uh, didn't have an adverse reaction? <laughs> it's just a number pulled out of nowhere. And the crowd is absolutely oblivious to anything. Three million, woo! Big number, woo! Helps prevent 18.5 million hospitalizations. And if that's not enough, and because idiots in your party politicized the vaccine, almost twice as many Republicans died from COVID. It's just all lies. It's just all lies. I mean, it's just all lies. Which is all lies. And it's all inversion. The only thing that people on our side of this whole injection argument say, it's like, you can do what you want with your body. You can take it if you want to take it. You can take a million if you want to take it. And I have the right to not take it if I don't want to take it. That's politicization to these people. But saying pandemic of the unvaccinated, demonizing people who don't take a, an injection, firing people who don't want to take it, attacking people who own a business and don't want to close their business down because of a fake pandemic, conspiracy theorists, all of these demonizing names, that's not politicization. That's not politicizing it. 
demonizing any sort of investigation into it and that, that that's evil that's politicizing we all have to just shut up about it we all have to just sit here and say oh, sudden adult death syndrome oh that's new we have to just sit here and say oh there are heart attacks in children oh that's new we have to just sit there and say oh myocarditis in athletes oh that's new we have to just sit here and say oh i, I'm, I took the shot but I, I got really bad covid but thank God, I, thank God I took it. It would have been so much worse. And all the miscarriages and all the infertility. Oh, that's new. I don't have any uh, blood clots ever. I just got blood clots and now I'm dead. Oh, that's new. We have to just sit here and say, oh, well, the, the, the funeral directors and the morticians and the insurance companies just seeing a uptick in... All-cause mortality. All-cause mortality. That's just death, period. But Stephen Colbert is going to sit there and say, if you look into this, if you question it, if you want investigations, we're going to demonize you. And we're going to clap about it. And I have all my minions, brainwashed minions, that will react any way I want to anything I say. Because I have the whole establishment behind me. I have all of Big Pharma and all of Big Media and all of the Gates money and all of the Build Back Better great reset establishment behind me. And I'm Stephen Colbert and I have power. But it's all out of desperation. That's why they do this. They know they're caught red-handed. Stephen Colbert won't give you any facts. Stephen Colbert won't dare say the words, uh, the letters mRNA in the same sequence. But he's going to demonize Ron DeSantis that has their number. And he's going to talk about side effects. And he's going to talk about mRNA. And he's going to talk about the coercion. Here's Ron DeSantis. I got more clips of him and I got clips of others. So when you see the desperation of all these people like Stephen Colbert, they know their days are numbered. We are going to work uh, to hold uh, these uh, manufacturers accountable for this mRNA because they said there was no side effects. And we know that there have been a lot. And so we did a study in Florida and you saw an 86 percent increase in cardiac related activity uh, from people 18 to 39 from mRNA shots. And so we're going to be doing some stuff uh, to bring accountability there because I think it's just something where... So boom, he's not, he's not mincing words. He's not playing around. He's very serious. And here's what he said even more recently at this badass symposium full of people. He's got a bunch of Zoom screens on him. Doctors, scientists, insurance, actuary people, you name it. All right? So every time they try to tell you, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a science denier. Anytime Stephen Colbert and his dumb audience want to sit there and live in la-la land, know that you live in the real world, and other people live in the real world with you, and they know what is up. They know what's going on. You're not alone. We're not alone. We'll be able to get the data whether they want to give it or not, uh, because in Florida, you know, it is against the law to mislead and to misrepresent, particularly when you're talking about the efficacy of a drug. Uh, we see just the other, uh, just recently, Florida got $3.2 billion through legal action against those responsible for the opioid crisis. And so it's not like this is something that's unprecedented. So today, uh, I'm announcing uh, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. And we anticipate that we will get the approval for that. Uh, that will be something that will be impaneled, most likely in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, and that will come with legal processes that will be able uh, to get more information and to bring legal accountability for those who committed misconduct. So there you go. The cat's out of the bag. It can run on for a long time. It can run on for a long time. Sooner or later, we're going to catch back up. Okay? And we're catching up. They've been running, and they're scared. They're flailing in the wind. That's what that Stephen Colbert is about. 
okay? They're flailing in the wind. And to just close out this episode, I'm going to play you a little compilation that I got from InfoWars. And it's all just doctors from Germany to Canada to the UK to right here in America that we know what's going on with this injection. So they can run on for a long time. But we're getting there. We're getting there. Sooner or later, little by little, on a global scale, we'll get there. God bless, Doc Connectors. In Germany. And so one of the aims of the Nuremberg trials was to spend 139 days in trial, going through the law and medical ethics and the public conscience, trying all these people against those benchmarks and finding them guilty or not guilty, depending on the evidence. But what came out of it was what the excuses were. And when you hear the nurses' excuses, it's all the same as what's being said today. I had a job. I had elderly relatives to look after. I was being bullied. Oh, it was a terrible environment at work. You know, you couldn't do anything to challenge any of the doctors. And we basically just did as we were told, thinking that meant that they were left off the hook. That's exactly the same narrative that's being promulgated today. In the UK. There have been more reported deaths and adverse reactions uh, following mRNA vaccination in 18 months than there has been to every uh, conventional vaccine administered worldwide for the last 50 years. In Canada. So the OAG uh, report points to 13 million dollars, of million doses would have been destroyed outside of Canada. So that was in large part due to AstraZeneca's uh, doses, which uh, couldn't be used inside Canada. As of now, there are approximately 10.8 million doses of vaccines of all sorts that were either destroyed or have expired in Canada. In the U.S. The bottom line here is the vaccine does not prevent infection, does not prevent transmission. So why would we make anybody take it? The pathway to, to prevent any more harm is all the vaccines need to be pulled off the market and withdrawn. That needs to happen immediately. All the vaccine mandates should be dropped immediately. Vitamin C, my hospital would not allow me to use vitamin C. We're talking about basic safe drugs. And it's an outrage. What they wanted me to use was remdesivir, where remdesivir we know, and this is not controversial, we know according to the WHO, remdesivir increases your risk of kidney failure 20-fold. All over the world, you have the government boards, you have the most prestigious universities assigned to research it, saying the shots don't work, they erase your immune system, and they give you blood clots and infertility, and then the top Japanese doctor that runs the science department at one of their major universities in a government board meeting says, and they're all nodding their heads in Japan, that this is basically depopulation, and that they're going into the next phase of the diagnosis, and then it gets worse after the blood clots for those that even live. You should have started from the beginning with the proper scientific light. So, immediately, disband the ridiculous Vaccine Casualty Evaluation Committee. Instead, set up an investigation committee to investigate all cases. And to do so, you need to get proper statisticians and some decent experts. You understand? Then do some tests and investigations. As Dr. Sono said earlier, if you have samples of tissue, consider the process of spiked protein. Rand Paul comes out and he says Fauci's going to go to jail. Fauci created COVID and the shots are deadly. And he's going to go to jail for what he did. He, quote, will not get away. We caught him red-handed. Likely there is no public figure or public health figure that has made a greater error in judgment than Dr. Fauci. 